Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. I am Craig, your host, with another episode. Uh, It's another interview episode. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll already see his face. I have with me Michael Livingston. Hello, Michael. Hello. How are you you doing? You know, I'm all right. It's, uh, It's the middle of the day on Thursday, and I'm interviewing somebody about the Wheel of Time. So I'm pretty happy. You know, you know, like this is this is what you know. Many of our listeners are going to be listening to this, going, uh, you know, gosh, I got to get through this and that in my workday, and this is my workday. So I'm great, Michael. <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard life, you know. It's right. I mean? r- like, yeah, it, exactly. Here exactly. we are going about our business. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> so, Michael, you are the author of the forthcoming. Uh, in really just a matter of a few days, once this comes out, the, the forthcoming Origins of the Wheel of Time. All right, now this is, oh, and there is a, there's a subtitle, The Legends and Mythologies that Inspired Robert Jordan. So that's your book. Tell us uh, the release date on that, Michael, is? Uh, November 8th. November, November 8th. 8th. All right. Yeah. So remember, remember the 8th of November. I'm pretty sure that's how that goes. <laughs> Uh, close enough close well enough. hey now maybe now maybe people will remember i, I will say this uh, if during the course of this conversation people are intrigued uh, they want to check out the book go on to whatever platform you use to buy books amazon or barnes and noble or whatever and pre-order the book pre-orders are actually really important um, please, you know please. as far as uh, you know getting books to climb up the rankings getting attention and all that stuff so uh, so if you are interested in it, don't wait until November 8th. Go ahead and do that pre-order and it will help Michael a lot, I'm sure. So It would. It would. It's it's the it's showing love, you know. Show your love and uh all those sales become one sale on the day and uh and that's really big. It'd be great. So Michael, I I want to ask you we I, I mentioned the title already, The Legends and Mythologies that Inspired Robert Jordan. So that I mean, it's a pretty clear like one-line explanation of what the book is, but Maybe we go into a little deeper deeper explanation. What's your book about? Uh, yeah, so my book is about the legends and mythologies that inspired Robert Jordan. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for coming, Michael. It was, it was a pleasure settled, to have man. you. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, Tolkien, uh, you know, Tolkien did uh, this kind of way of building a, a world um, in which he was using language and, and history, uh, which is something I've worked a lot on in my career. Uh, and Robert Jordan sort of following up on that, um, took those same ideas and kind of made them bigger. Uh, whereas Tolkien was, was somewhat, um, and very intentionally, uh, in a, in a smaller box about what he was willing to use as far as creating Lord of the Rings, you know, cultures, backgrounds, that sort of stuff. Um, Jordan, by the way, he was constructing the wheel of time and because of what the wheel of time is. Uh, was able to draw from a, a much bigger pool of material. And so I, I got into this many, many years ago, almost from the first time I was reading the book, I uh, became fascinated by this idea. And over time, uh, got sort of, I guess, sort of well-known enough for doing this kind of shtick that, um, that, that we ultimately did this book, which is going to kind of expose that, um, that sort of background process uh, you know, who Jordan was, uh, you know, and how he was doing this and using uh, his notes, all his notes that were left behind, all his papers, uh, you know, and, and, you know, unused drafts and, and things like that, uh, unpublished works, uh, using all of that to kind of tell this story. And then 
the, the second part of the book is a glossary that uh, you can kind of look people up, uh, you know, you look up Randolph or uh, the main sort of protagonist of the series. Like here's, here's the pieces that, uh, that, that Jordan used to create that character. Interesting. So, uh, so it's a, it's half, um, delving into the, the, the specific histories. And uh, like you said, Jordan himself. And then the other half is, uh, like the, the Robert Foster a, a to Z guide of, to middle earth. Like this is that the yeah, Randland yeah, a, version of that. Yeah. It's a combination of things. And it, um, it, you know, it was, it was a fun book to write because of that, because it wasn't just one thing or another. Right. I mean, you know, to use sort of Tolkien as an example, right. There's the carpenter, uh, biography that everybody knows. Um, but then there's also, you know, all these encyclopedias and it's like, well, let's, let's try and do all of that in one volume. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, Mike, you have to keep it under this many words, you know, oh, man. Uh, like, okay, let's see what, what, we what was the, uh, what was the word count, uh, ask oh, on this? Sh- oh, shoot. I can't remember. It's like, it's... it was like 80 or something like that. So it was, it was not as high as it, as it could have been. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, 80,000 um, words to do what you're yeah. talking about is not, uh, not a, a small yeah. task. Yeah. So the, you know, and, and you wanted to, uh, you know, give people the biggest scope possible within that. Mm. Um, and, uh, and really kind of help people understand what was happening. So, so it was hard to write, but also, I mean, just, it's a barrel of fun. And for somebody who loves the wheel of time, you know, to be given sort of carte blanche, you know, here's, here's literally everything. Yeah. Um, you know, go through it, make something of it. Um, is, is kind of, it's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, so in the let's let's take the first half of the book then where you talk about the the uh, legends and mythologies that inspired Robert Jordan. Um, you know, casual fan, well, I, I shouldn't say casual fans. You've got to you've got to read the book and maybe read a little bit about the book, maybe to catch some of the references. Some of them are easy. There's the Mercedes-Benz uh, hood ornament, right, that we find yeah. or the references to mosque and murk or you know, whatever the eagle has landed and, and all that stuff. Uh, but are there, are there things that your call them an intermediate reader, you know, that, that they might not have caught that, uh, that they're going to find in this book, that something that's going to be uh, of interest to somebody who uh, really digs the wheel of time, but hasn't dug in that much to this sort of thing. Yeah, I think there very much is. I mean, obviously, as you said, there are these obvious things. I mean, when I first read The Wheel of Time as like a 15-year-old, um, I was like, Gates of Paran Descent. That sounds like the Gates of Paradise. I think you might be doing something there, right? Like <laughs> right. you could, you just at that kind of level, you could pick stuff up. Um, but the the level, uh, the depth to which he did this with, with characters, um, you know, that that character name is reflecting this person and that person or this event, um, you know, the way he took military history and, and, um, you know, rewrote battles to incorporate them. Uh, a lot of that stuff is, is much more hidden. Um, you know, much of it is, I don't want to call it games in the sense, I don't want to like, like belittling it or whatever, but, but there's this kind of thing that, that Jordan was doing behind the scenes, a sort of, you know, story beneath the story, uh, that is being told. And, and he didn't anticipate most people would, would see it, right? He didn't anticipate most people would kind of like recognize that, but those who did, he wanted it to be there. Uh, you know, again, I keep going back to the uh, example of Tolkien, you know, Tolkien does the same thing, you know, whether or not you, you recognize the, uh, you know, the Greek materials that lie behind, 
uh, bits of his text or the old English materials that lie behind bits of his text. Like whether or not you, you, you get those, he knows they're there and he knows why they're there and, and what their purpose is. And he anticipates that hopefully somebody will see it and will be that much more kind of, you know, recognizing, you know, what he's done mm-hmm. and get the fuller picture. But that if you don't get it, it's fine. You still got a story about hobbits and a wizard and like, that's fun. Like, so, <laughs> right. so the same thing is happening <laughs> in the wheel of time, you know, the story, you know, of, of Rand and, and Nynaeve and everybody else. It's a great story on its own. It's a terrific story. There's a reason this is uh, one of the best selling fantasy series in, in the world, in history. Uh, there's a reason for that. It's a hell of a good story. And if, and if that's all you want to get out of the story, like, awesome. Like, it's all you need. I mean, it's a great story. It's fine. Uh, but there are these these depths to it that that I'm hoping I can kind of uh, you know bring forward and, and explain to people, yeah. uh, you know, give it that extra level of coolness. What was there? Uh, you know, thinking back to when you're 15 or you know older on subsequent rereads, was there a lightning bolt moment for you that got you really interested in the uh, the background, these uh, mythologies and legends? Was there uh, was there a bit in the text where you're like, you know what I it's so cool that he incorporated X. I want to learn more about what else he might've thrown in there. Yeah. I mean, there, there is in the sense that I, you know, I started reading them when they were 15. It was when they came out because mm-hmm. I'm old. Um, and I was reading these books through my graduate work. So, you know, they were coming out and I'm getting, you know, my degrees and I'm a medievalist. I do, I do, you know, medieval military history and, and uh, medieval literature. And so as I'm, I'm going through all this medieval stuff to be seeing him using medieval materials, uh, I was like, you know, I could, I could kind of do this. I could like write an article on this kind of stuff. Like I could actually like make this kind of an academic endeavor and nobody really is doing that. Nobody's treating this uh, academically. Tolkien studies is, is a now kind of a valid thing, but even Mm -hmm. as I was at that stage, Tolkien. Oh, not in the nineties. No way. Yeah. It was still yeah. kind of coming up, you know? And so the, the idea that, uh, that, well, you could do this with Jordan as well. I, I became very enamored with and, um, uh, and then as, you know, as things developed, you know, I, I got a job at the Citadel, which was his alma mater. Um, actually, you know, I'm recording this actually, uh, at his desk. I'm sitting in his chair. Um, that's kind of, go. kind of odd that that happened, but, but that did. <laughs> um, and not long after I was here, um, I met him once. He was already very ill. Um, I met him once and then, and then he died and I was asked to give the, uh, sort of presentation, the academic, um, defense. I don't know if defense is the right word, but like accolades, the academic accolades, uh, for him becoming a member of the South Carolina Academy of Authors. And it was just a couple months after he died. And uh, in giving that speech, writing that speech and giving that speech, I was like, man, this, yeah, this is really, this needs to be done. Like somebody needs to really do this. Um, and it happened that his, his, his widow Harriet was watching that. Um, and that sort of, you know, sparked everything, you know, coming together, uh, you know, that really led me to this point. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like uh, Harriet Harriet's golden touch has had a lot to do with uh, you know helping a lot of people along the road, uh, both before and after his death, right? 
Yeah, she's Harriet's. Harriet's amazing. Harriet is a saint um, it, and a know, force you, of nature. <laughs> yes, she is. She's absolutely a force of nature. Uh, she is. In, she is absolutely incredible, um, and 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 hasn't lost anything. You know, she. You know, she went over the book. I got edits from her. Um, her edits were spot on i'm like why didn't i do that i feel like an idiot that you know because they were so you were such good edits and and i'm like man you know i'm learning i'm learning just even better how to write getting you know her ads she's she's just so good um so yeah she anybody who's in the fandom of of wheel of time you know owes her this huge debt you know for for getting the series finished and even before that you know, the role that she was playing behind the scenes, as it were, as, as Jordan's wife and editor, um, is, is enormous. I mean, it is absolutely enormous yeah. and getting into the notes, you, you really see that, you know, you can see her hand in, 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 in things. It's, it's really quite incredible. And, uh, yeah, to have her blessing with this and everything was, was cool. Yeah, no doubt. I, I met her very briefly at a Jordan con, uh, a few years ago, but, uh, but haven't haven't had uh, the kind of FaceTime that I'm sure would be required for a book like this, and uh, that that would be quite a gift. Yeah, she's she's just and she's just cool. Like, uh, you know, there's people like that can sometimes be not cool. I will say, but she is absolutely just cool. I I I adore her. I no, adore her so much. She's she's cool. just great. So. Uh, all right. So back to the book. I, I want to, I want to talk about the book a little bit more than some general wheel of time questions. And then we'll, we'll finish up on the book again. Uh, but I, I, I want to hammer this a little bit more. Um, the, the historical and mythological references in, in the wheel of time. Do you have, is there like a, a count? Do you have a spreadsheet where it's like, Hey, you know, and by the time I got to line 386, I just stopped counting. There are too many references. Or is there a, is there a count? He did this many references. It's, you know, there's 14 million words, I think in the wheel of time. 14.2 um, by my count. There you yeah. <laughs> it's, it's but we had to read the whole thing for the podcast i had to right but uh but by the time we were done i was like you got to be kidding me how much did we read so i looked it up <laughs> yeah four, okay so 14.2 i mean it's so much um yeah. you know when we when we actually originally envisioned the book uh the idea was going to be um that the book was going to be almost like a read-along so when we originally were, were, were putting it together, it was like, all right, uh, you know, uh, I think I was going to do start with the eye of the world and then do new spring at the end. So it was like eye of the world, uh, prologue page three. This is what he just used. Like, you yeah. know, page four, this is what he just used. Like almost like a running foot, like almost as if you had like footnotes, you know what I mean? To the book or to the, to the series. Uh, so that was the original kind of conception. It was like, oh, we'll just kind of do this as like a read along, and it'll be this kind of companion volume. Like, oh, this would be really cool. Um, yeah, it fell apart so quickly because it was like, <laughs> there's first of all, you go insane, right? Because uh, you know, bits bits of it are being given away at different points, and so like, well, when Rand is first mentioned, do I give everything there? Like, if you're doing this as a read along. And it's your first time reading through the book. You don't want everything there. So, right. so, it got, and, and, and yeah, it was just, I'm going to be bogged down in this thing forever. Um, and, and Tor was like, yeah, we need it, you know, by X date. And I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, not going to say no to that. So, so yeah, we, 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 uh, I made a big kind of shift to it at a certain point. And, uh, and it was, cause it was just, it was just too big. Um, you know, I didn't, I've actually not counted up the number of entries in my little glossary. Uh, it's quite a few, mm. uh, obviously it's like half the book. Um, and, and it's not, it's, it's not all the entries that there could be, um, is, is what I would say. I, okay. it, it's, it's sort of like, um, here's, here's what's, here's what's happening. Here's a sample of what's happening. These are the things I think are particularly important or particularly interesting, but this work could be done to like so much more, like there's just so much more of this happening. Um, do you, know, do you feel like, can do. do you feel like you would want that to happen? Like, Hey, you know, I've, I've cracked the door and now others can come and build on this oh, yeah. or yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and I'm not by any means the only person who's done this or first person. There's some terrific websites out there, mm. um, that, that have, you know, tried to do this work, D done it, done it somewhat, um, you know, blind, I would say. And, and I don't mean that disparagingly or whatever, but they didn't have access to the notes or whatever. Right. They were just like, well, I right. think this might be connected. Um, whereas I was able to work, you know, from somewhat of a position of privilege there to like, see, you know, yeah, that that's what he intended. It wasn't that it was that like, here it is. Interesting. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a ton more that could be done. And I very much, uh, hope that more people do it. I mean, if the book does really well and everybody wants, wants it, like, you know, I could do another volume of this or whatever, but pre-order yours today, uh, <laughs> find bookstores everywhere <laughs> at our unfine bookstores. I don't really care. Uh, just give me a sale. Now it, you know, that's obviously kind of things above my pay grade, right? I, did what I was told and, um, you know, and here it is, but, but yeah, I do hope that it, in, it inspires people, you know, to do more work like this, you know, because, you know, I've got, you know, I've got the notes, I've got, I've got the papers and I've got my, my experience, right. And my, you know, academic background, uh, which is, which is not everything, right. I mean, I have, I have significant things that I'm not super great in. Um, and somebody who's a specialist in something else might be able to, to take a turn through this and be like, mm -hmm. oh, no, that, you know, there's this other thing that, you, that, that Livingston didn't see, you know, cause Livingston is ignorant of X, Y, or Z like, like awesome, like yeah. <laughs> great. You know, I, I, I am ignorant of that thing and it's awesome <laughs> that you aren't. And so, yeah, I'm hoping there's a lot of that. Well, and you say it's, uh, you know, the, the background that you come from, it's not everything, but it's also not nothing. And uh, I want to talk about the process a little bit of, of writing a book like this with your academic background. I have to imagine that helps a lot with a nonfiction book like this, just in terms of organizing and researching and, you know, kind of that, uh, Oh, that, that pointed way of, of doing research. And it's not, it's not haphazard. It's not blind the way that you talk about, you know, us mere internet folk, um, that, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm messing with you, <laughs> but, but tell me a little bit about, uh, about kind of the difference between writing this versus writing fiction. Cause you, you have many fiction books for sale at fine bookstores everywhere. Um, <laughs> you, you've written your own share of fiction. Um, yeah. and, but th this is a different beast altogether. What, what's the process like for somebody like you? So, you know, the, the first kind of big step in it was getting my head around the fact that I'm doing this as a, um, 
as an academic and not as a fan. And I, and I don't mean that to say that I'm, I'm not a fan cause I like, I really am. Right. But, but I had, I had to kind of like check that at the door a little bit mm. because like I got work to do, you know, like, like when you're sitting there and, and you're thinking I've got, you know, hand, I've got his handwritten notes in front of me. Right. And, and it's, I mean, there's, you know, it's like being in the inner sanctum or whatever. Um, but, but you have to be like, no, no, I got business to do. And, and this is the same, you know, with any kind of experience like that, I've found, you know, when I was working on the Tolkien archives, you know, and you, you're sitting there holding, you know, these piles of unpublished Tolkien stuff, the same kind of thing you want to geek out, but it's like, well, no, I'm, I'm on the clock, right? I had to go mm. through a lot of permissions to hold this stuff. I have a task to do and I have to do it. And so, you know, there's that, there's that aspect of it that is, I don't want to say trained or whatever, but, but practiced, you know, that you have to kind yeah. of step back. Uh, and then, you know, or, organizationally, you know, it's the, it's the same as, as any academic project I've got, you know, these are all sort of clues, right? If I'm, you know, my last book on the battle of Crecy, right. You know, well, I've got all these different sources, you know, all these different chronicles and all these different, you know, bits of intelligence and, and they're all just puzzle pieces and you got to figure out how to fit them together. And there's, yeah, there's an organizational process to that. Um, that's, that's obviously I think going to be intrinsically, uh, you know, unique. Uh, to the individual. I sort of have the way I uh, process that material and organize it. Um, other people might have a different way and that's, that's fine as long as it works for them. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I, I had to construct spreadsheets. Um, my wife's always laughing at me because of my spreadsheets, but like, I need, <laughs> I need spread, I need spreadsheets. And I'm, I'm like, I had spreadsheets for, you know, all, all the, uh, the paper material, like all the, the archive material, in order to figure out, cause a lot of it's not dated. And so I had to figure out like what order are all these mm -hmm. pieces of information. Cause they're kind of, um, he, he kept all this stuff, but hadn't organized it. So it was right. Like, so it was all kind of loose. Yeah. Here's like just the stack of stuff and you're like, well, which comes first. And, Oof. and a lot of that's kind of reading it and parsing out, you know, well, this one has this name for that character. This is this name for that character. Right. And that, that's the earlier and, and sorting it out. So I had a bunch of spreadsheets doing that stuff. And then, um, and then I have these just running files of, you know, here's, um, you know, here's the characters, for instance, I found a snippet on them slotted in, you know, that's where it goes. And then out of that can organize a book. So, so yeah, there's inevitably that aspect of it. And I do think having, a uh, an academic background was, was very useful for that. Um, he was very fascinated by military history and that's a big part of my background. So that's very useful. Yeah. Um, it obviously helped a lot that I'm, I teach at the Citadel and have I'm in my 17th year. And this is like, he used this place. So that was really useful. I'm like, yeah, I, I know what that is. I walk by it every day. Um, yeah. And, and, and it actually was very useful though, as well, that I do have a fiction background, as you said, because, um, you know, my first, my first trilogy, the Shards of Heaven series, that's historical fantasy. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's our history, but like with, with like, if, if the Ark of the Covenant was real, like what does that <laughs> sure. do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if the Trident of Poseidon was real, but like, but you know, but like, it doesn't change the facts as we know it. Just how would that have worked in the background? Well, well, that process of kind of weaving history and, and myth in, uh, to my, to my fiction story and with, you know, into history, you know, Augustus Caesar, I know was at this point at, at, on this date and went there and okay, well, how can I tell the story through that? in many respects, that's what, that's what Jordan was doing. 
right? He's got these myths that he wants to tell and he's weaving a story through it. So there were moments as well where it was like, well, would I do it that way? You know, what, like, what would I be doing to try and, you know, if I was going to try and fit something in here uh, and sort of like back, uh, like reverse engineering my own thought process in order to be like, I probably would have grabbed it from this kind of thing. Well, let me see if that's where he got his thing from. Right. Mm -hmm. And so doing that process and then being like, oh yeah, oh hell, there it is. So it's, uh, so it's, it's kind almost of a combination archeological in a way. Oh, very much so in, in, in some cases is that right. You know, where you're like, well, I, I know he's using something here. I know he is. Um, I think that it's in this kind of realm. I'll need to start digging. There it is. You know, yeah. uh, some of it is smoking gun. Like, you know, he says like, this is, this is what we're using. <laughs> uh, but in other, in other cases, it's, it's yeah, doing the sort of detective work as it were. Is yeah. there uh, on balance, uh, in your book, in the origins, sorry, not the, sorry, it's just origins of the wheel of time. I want to make sure I get this right. Yeah, you so can call people... it the origins if you want, man. That's all right. <laughs> uh hey for people googling it i want to make sure you get it right um no i on balance is there is there more or less of one of those types of things like the smoking gun versus the i had to dig it out um and and how did you approach that balance like you know how how firm would your evidence have to be before you would include it in a book like this so i guess what i'm getting at is how definitive can people look at this material? So that's a terrific question. Um, the most definitive smoking gun stuff I, I cite. So I will say, um, you know, this piece of evidence comes from like, you know, that piece in the archives, um, much of which is public available. Uh, there's there's a, a, a decent sized chunk that is not, but, but much of it is. And so I, I, cite, I cite my sources. Um, you know, I found that on this piece of paper, you can go look at it, um, or you can't look at it, but, <laughs> but I, I did, piece of paper. Yeah, I, did. I, did. Ha -ha. <laughs> yeah, I did. So sorry. <laughs> uh, maybe someday you'll get to find out. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's, there's that. And then, and then, you know, as you're, as you're kind of hinting to, you get then to, in my mind, I kind of call it a gradation of scale, right? There's, um, you know, I don't have the smoking gun, right? but there's enough smoke that, that, that something went off, right? right? You know, like there's enough smoke, there's fire. And, and so I'm 90% sure, right? You know, or I'm like 80% sure. Um, and I did have to decide at a certain point, like, like I'm not, I'm not going to make it just, here's all this stuff that, that like Livingston thinks like, I mean, first of all, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Cause like, like the book would get too big, but, um, <laughs> but it was also like, you know, this is really, um, you know, try, trying to, to get it as accurate as I can to, if he were still here, if he went through that, he'd check, check, check. Yes, 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 yes. You got me like that, that, that that's where it should be. Mm, um, yeah. and it shouldn't be, um, you know, well, that's just, that's just some harebrained thing there, you know, you know, so what is my percentage? I, you know, I don't know, 80, 80% you know, was, was where I would cut it off. I'd be like, ah, I'm only 79% likely not going to make it like, interesting. you, you know, okay. it's sort of, it's sort of, uh, you know, the less, the less likely, I was less likely it's in there. I mean, I've. So, so keep... even, even a lot of the probably's didn't quite make it into the book. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Not I've got a whole, I've got a whole file. That's like, that's, you know, here's all these other things that I was, no, nope, I'm going to take that out. You know, I'm going to, no, mm -hmm. I'm not going to include that one. 
and um and and some of it uh, you know some of it to me is really seriously interesting stuff but i didn't i didn't feel like i i could i could include that at the you know especially if it meant costing me you know somewhere else in the book yeah you know something that i was that was more certain of so so yeah i kind of had to had to balance that um you know it's not it's not like there he had a a running a running glossary of his own right that that sort of like so the skeleton key like that didn't exist right um so yeah a lot of it was kind of piecing things together but but yeah it's 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 the these are the things i'm most certain of yeah um and are and are most interesting there were some there were some things as well that i'm like yeah i'm totally certain about this but it's not nearly as interesting as giving this to the fans which you know they're really going to enjoy so so there was a lot of that as well you know i when when i found out i was doing this book i was just like I mean, why the hell am I doing this book? Like, how do I deserve this? Like people would give their right arm to do this. Uh, so I have to kind of like, do, I have to do it for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and hopefully, you know, do it as, as well as I can. So, but, yeah. you know, speaking from the fans perspective, uh, you know, I, I, I love the wheel of time. I cherish the wheel of time, but my first and, and foremost love will always be Tolkien's works. Uh, and I, I know a lot about Tolkien's works. And so there is that part of me that's like, hey, how come I didn't get to write that book? <laughs> but um, from the fan's perspective, we should also recognize I am not equipped to write that book. <laughs> right? Like I don't have the access. I don't have the the discipline. I don't have the practice. I don't have the, you know, the time that whatever. And so I think, you know, we have to be grateful for people like you who do get those opportunities and make the most of them to give us fans something to enjoy. Yeah. Well, and, and but as I said, hopefully you'll, you know, you'll see something I, I missed. Right. Um, that's my goal. I'm going to email you. Uh, that's yeah, my man. goal is to email you and be like, man, you son of a, you missed this. Yeah. <laughs> no, bring it on. It, you know, and I'll, and I'll be like, well, shoot for volume two. Um, yeah, there you go. You know, yeah, because there's, uh, yeah, there's just so much. It, it is so much, and and I do. I kind of have this like secret hope. Um, and um, maybe I shouldn't. Say, I feel like if I say it, then like it's never gonna come true. But I'll say do it. it anyway. Let's jinx it. Yeah, let's just do it anyway. That you know, Tolkien. You know, to use the example of Tolkien. Tolkien studies didn't take off uh, effectively until Tom Shippey. Mm-hmm sort of makes it take off and, and, and really, I mean, he's, he's done several books on it, but you know, it's really road to middle earth where he's just like, look, this stuff is like going on. Like there's, there's more than meets the eye. Right. And And suddenly people are like, Oh yeah, shoot. And we got a whole bunch of books and lots of people, uh, you know, you know, writing on Tolkien, not much of it, I think is, is garbage, but, um, (laughs) but fine. I have no comment. No Uh, comment. You know, fine. Um, (laughs) It's fine. So, no, I know what fine. you mean. You know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I kind of hope that, you know, even if it's not, um, you know, this book, this book also, you know, this was authorized, right, by the estate and, and um, you know, kind of going through all that, you know, somebody could do a book that isn't, you know, kind of under those auspices or whatever, and, and sort of taking this and, and running with it, yeah. I think would be would be amazing. I mean, you know, if more people took this, um, 
I don't want to say I took it seriously because obviously fans take it very seriously, but like academics taking it very seriously. Yeah, no, I know um, what you mean. I know that even, you know, here at the Citadel, um, you know, when I first got here, I, I said, well, we should do a class, you know, on that has Robert Jordan. I mean, you know, English department, come on. Uh, and a colleague said, no, because that's not literature. And I was like, are you like, what are you talking about? You just want to slap somebody when they say something yeah, what, like that. What are you doing? You yeah. know? And, and I was like, on what basis can you say it's not literature? Are you kidding? Like, and, and so, yeah, if, if somehow like making the, making the way safe for that, uh, is accomplished, like, hell That's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm glad you brought up Tom Shippey. I, I've had him in my mind this whole conversation. You, you see, Tom's to, a cool guy, by uh, the way. Yeah. He's, uh, what a dude. And you, you mentioned like, Hey, I'm sitting in the, in Robert Jordan's chair, you know, I'm in, in his office, whatever. And then that was kind of Tom Shippey's thing. He, he followed somewhat yeah. in Tolkien's footsteps and wrote those books. Um, but he, uh, the, the trick that he pulled off so well was with specifically with the road to middle earth was not just to publish something that showed people, um, the, the depths that you could just scratch at with that book, honestly, but to make it accessible, to make yeah. it so that somebody, I, I mean, I read the road to middle earth when I was 18 or 19, you know, like I have just barely gotten into, into college and I didn't know how to read something like that, but he made it accessible for me and interesting for me. Um, and so that's, that it's the kind of thing that can, like you say, open up the doors for, for more, for the floodgates that, uh, that, that were opened by him. Yeah. So. And it, it was one of the things that was in my mind, right. Is again, I'm writing this for the fans. It needs to be accessible to the fans. I'm not, I'm not writing this for my, for my colleagues. Like I'm, I'm not, <laughs> they don't even sorry. think this is literature. Okay. <laughs> so well, anyway, yeah, forget was, those was, guys. That was some years ago, I will say. I'm not okay, you know, throwing the current, the current bunch out. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it. I, I want this to be read as as widely as possible, and, yeah. um, and 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 at least the feedback that I've gotten from the the, the few people who've been allowed to read it, because hardly anybody's been allowed to read it. They've kept it very much lock and key. Has been that that was accomplished, right? That I I, I managed to explain this stuff in a. Uh, you know, in a, in a, in a way that is accessible, which is a little bit, uh, like hugely gratifying when I'm doing things like at one point talking about like proto Indo European languages. Right. And, <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, I mean, people who've read, you know, Shippy are going to be like, yeah, I know exactly what the hell's going on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, trying to make, make sense of it. Um, and also trying to give what, what you need to go find more. Right. So, um, a springboard for, yeah yeah and like and like i i can't give you what like to give like to give you an example um you know i i i talk about the the very real um battle that lies behind the last battle mm. in the books um it's it's a it's an absolutely real battle it's modeled on that battle like it's that battle um and this is okay. So you're teasing this. We don't get to know what that battle is yet. Got to go read no, the book. You got to read and find oh, out. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> not going to give away the farm here. Are you kidding? Come on now. Uh, <laughs> involves Napoleon. Anyway. So um, there's your tease, folks. There's your tease. The little Napoleon. Uh, it was a little tease, but I'm. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, 
hand and hand and heart i said so uh so yeah so you know i could talk about that like for pages and pages and pages and pages and pages but like i don't have a time to do that like i just need you to understand that's what's behind it right so yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there there's a fair bit on it but um that was that was something else that was very it was actually very difficult for me as an academic in that um these are rabbit holes that what I'm paid to talk about, right? You know, if you ask me about battle to be named later, um, you know, the expectation is that I'm going to give an hour long lecture on it, right? Like that's right. But, but you don't need that, right? As a fan, you just need to kind of see kind of what he's doing and, and, and kind of lock into that. That's all we really need. Uh, even if I want to be like, you know, dude, like, look at this, look at this. Uh, <laughs> you're like, I really don't care. I just need to know that one fact. Uh, okay, fine. So yeah, trying to give, enough information that people can understand without you know going off on on tangents uh that they're not going to care about and making it again as accessible as possible was, yeah. yeah really important really important well michael you've uh, you've had your scholarly hat on so to speak uh, yeah, your your author's hat on i want you to take it off and put on your fan hat all right yeah. we're gonna we'll do some quick fire just wheel of time questions all right because oh, you're man. you're a huge fan of this series uh, yeah. obviously have been since you were a teenager. Um, yeah. when was the last time you read the series front to back for yourself? So I can't, I can't include not, not this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not this, working for this, not working for oh, the book. Bloody hell. Uh, you'd be, it'd be like right when, when memory of light came out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Had to be uh, ready. Favorite book in the series. Uh, I the world. No question. Okay. Wow. All right. That was Quick fire. Least favorite book in the series. Do it. I have to say do one. it. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do God, it. It's the crossroads of Twilight. Okay, that's fair. That's that's fair. Uh, favorite character to read. Oh, now see that's tough um, because that has changed as a result of this work. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So the previous answer absolutely would have been Perrin. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Perrin. Um, really, and I, it's not that I'm not now. Like that's not. Uh, it's not, it's not like you lost admiration yeah, for yeah. parents. Then, I, no, parents, parents still like he rocks. Um, so I love, I love parent. Um, but one of the characters I did not care that much for um, was Nynaeve. And doing this, doing this book, uh, let let me see what he was doing. And now I really, when I when I read now, I'm like. Let me get to Nynaeve again. I want to see, I want to see what he's doing there. So I have, I, yeah, I have a much, you know, right now, my favorite character is Nynaeve just because I'm like, wow. I misunderstood everything. And so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really into that. I've always been a huge fan of Nynaeve, honestly. Um, so in reading uh, Origins of the Wheel of Time, are people going to get a sense of what you're talking about and change their perspective on Nynaeve? I, I, is that know, I hope, I hope so. Um, I hope so. I, I did, I actually had like a, uh, I had sort of much bigger, uh, I had a big chunk on this actually in the book that I ended up having to cut, um, in which I was sort of talking about like, you know, misunderstanding of characters. And I, I just threw myself into the bus, like, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, here's where I was, you know, and here's where I am now. Uh, I tried to give enough in there that people will see, you know, if, if they, if they were like-minded to, as I was, they can see how to, mm -hmm. you know, have the, the clues that would kind of move me to, to think otherwise, you know, it, uh, the, 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 in, in short, I would say the recognition 
that she was um like that she existed as a character before whole swaths of of other people you think of as main characters like that that she's like right there at the beginning and her arc was uh was so well established but you know before he's putting pen to paper with a story like he's just just kind of brainstorming stuff like that it was already there i was i, I was blown away uh, when i kind of really really saw how how deep that went so uh so yeah i, I like her a lot all right yeah i love it uh and uh favorite scene or moment from the series the the thing that really just lights your fire my favorite scene dude uh um, I mean, a lot of people would say like doom eyes wells or or yeah, maybe I mean, doom eyes uh, wells doom eyes wells is cool it's cool um, yeah it's a very cool scene yeah it's a very cool um and and i and i and i wouldn't disparage especially when like you know the history of what's going on behind that scene uh because i do i talk about what he's using dang it making, michael you know everything and you're just you're making, killing us with your hidden knowledge okay <laughs> in making doom eyes wells uh <laughs> it's really cool what he's using for that i loved writing that that entry um i really did uh, but you know i would say the when i think of like what my favorite scene is setting aside that kind of academic part of me um i remember as a kid um you know reading um you know when rand first gets into the stone um and gets calendar like like the in book three yeah 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 um in the dragon reborn that that moment i like i remember reading it you know like i remember as a kid like reading that and being like holy oh my god like just obviously excalibur it's all this stuff kind of coming together and we're just like oh wow i thought that was just so cool and it's never really left me that kind of that sh that shock of happiness and oh i love excitement. those moments yeah it just it, yeah. It, it's never left me so so that's yeah one, one of my that. favorites is kind of the the opposite end of that i remember uh when i read the wheel of time for the first time and got to uh the great hunt and there's the scene when Egwene is spoiler alert i guess Egwene is <laughs> <laughs> collared by the shan chan and it yeah. in my memory so i read it the first time and then you know a few years later we did it on the podcast, you know, and in my memory, that bit had loomed so large that in my mind, it took up the entire second half of the second book. And it turns <laughs> out it's a pretty short moment. It's all, yeah. you know, maybe a couple of chapters. Um, but something about the horror show of Egwene chained up and the way that he wrote it, like it. So I, I kind of I have similar feelings, but in an opposite direction. I'll never forget that. And it's one of the most horrifying things I think I've ever read in my life. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Really uh, love that bit. Yeah, yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. I'm going to allow that, man. Good <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, okay, cool. So the uh, I, I almost said the again. Man, this is going to kill me. Origins of the Wheel of Time. People need to go, people need to go check this out. They need to pre-order it uh, because there's going to be stuff for them to learn. And I include my friend Drew McCaffrey from Inking Out Loud. He's a mega fan. He wins all the trivia contests at Jordan Con. Like this guy is nuts. And it sounds like he's going to learn a few things from reading this book. I I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. I mean, I would hope that kind of everybody from uh, your kind of hardcore theorists, you know, Theorland people to your uh, casual fan that, that everybody's going to find something to love in it. Um, and, and, and he should know that he would beat me in trivia. 
Um, 100%. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a funny thing. I was, I oh, was that's a different skill set. That is a different yeah, skill set. Yeah. It's such a different skill set. Uh, and I can't remember who, who it was that was like, oh, we want to like, um, we want to have you be in this wheel of time trivia thing. And I'm like, like I'll lose. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you want me there because the way that I parse and, and use information is not, is not that. Like, right. Right. It's, it's like memorization. Um, people assuming that all Jeopardy contestants are geniuses. It's like, no, they have a very specific type right. of brain, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So no, he would, he would wipe the floor with me. Um, <laughs> good on him. Uh, awesome for him. It's, it's really cool. I, I love that, that, that people know that stuff, you know, and, 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 it's I, fun. and I'll say, yeah, it's fun. And, you know, that, and that, and that so many have built tools, right. You know, online, um, you know, the websites devoted to, to Jordan. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I cite them all, quite a bit in the book. Cause I'm like, you know, this is awesome. Somebody made this thing, you know, like if it's a good source, it's a good source. It's a great source. The source that was put together on theory land for uh, his interviews. Yeah. It's brilliant. Like, you know, I didn't have to build myself a database for interviews. They got one. Like that's just really cool. And, and I, and I'm hoping to also kind of bring attention to, to those, to the work of folks like that, who've kind of yeah. done this out of their own, you know, love and, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's enormously useful and, you know, well done. Thank you all. You know, fans are amazing. Hey, ain't that the truth? Um, yeah. all right. Well, you've, you've teased a couple of things, uh, you know, some Napoleonic battle to learn about. There's also, I, and this is off of the, the official description, so I'm not spoiling anything here, but there is a, it says a brand new redrawn world map by Alyssa Mitchell using change requests discovered in Robert Jordan's unpublished notes, a new map, a new ladies map. and gentlemen. Now that's, so. that's actually, that's actually out already. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's already out, but the, it's included uh, in the book. It's included in the book, but they've released the map. It's on tour.com. Right. Right. Um, which is really, which is really fun to see, to see people seeing that because I knew this of course was coming and, um, and, and that had to be, uh, you know, I, I wrote a little article to accompany that. It, that was probably the scariest moment for me was really? when they said, I said at a certain point, you know, look, this, this is what I found in the notes. Um, the world map's wrong. And like, so I'm going to, I'm going to say that, like, so what do you want me to do? Like, I'm going to say it, you know, oh. like, and, <laughs> and, and there'd already been talk about doing a new map because the world map, as opposed to like the ran the, the Westland map, but the whole mm -hmm. map, of, you know, Sean Chan and everything, uh, isn't, isn't a terribly great one. And so we'd already talked about making a new map in that regard. And then to find this new information, it's like, yeah, and the old one's bloody well wrong, like, and really wrong. Um, and they, they were like, yeah, so yeah, let's do it. Let's make a new one. And very quickly it became, well, what's that going to look like? Well, what is, what does Mike think it should look like? Um, which was not something I was prepared for. Yeah. yeah. You know, do, would you like to move a mountain? Uh, what? <laughs> like, what do you, what? Uh, I'm right just click, a little, right click to right, move mountain. I'm just a little person here. What is yeah. happening? Uh, so yeah, that people can go look at that map already. Um, and it is, it is just really cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's going to be an awesome resource and it'll be, by my count, the 17th hardback in the series. So we've got 14 books. We've got a prequel. We've got the White Bible. 
uh, or whatever we're supposed to call that. And now Origins of the Wheel of Time should go right next to that. So I hope people go check it out. Uh, Michael Livingston, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us about the book and uh, and about, you know, and taking off your professor hat and, you know, getting down and dirty with us fans for a little while. Love really it. appreciate that. Thank um, you so much for having me. So November 8th, it comes out. Like I said, please pre-order if you're interested in this. If it's something that you're you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'll get to it someday. Get to it today. Uh, help out with a pre-order. And uh, you know, after you're done with that, I don't know, before, after, whatever, head to thelegendarium.com where you can check out our wares. Uh, we have our entire series. I think we did 32 episodes on the Wheel of Time, something like that. Some absurd number. Um, and that is all grouped there. Uh, like I've said before, you can go, you know, on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, and you can find all of our episodes, the archive there. Uh, but sometimes it's hard because we didn't read book after, you know, one book after another. We intersperse other things. So if you're wondering what episode number, you know, all of our Robert Jordan episodes are, are on, you'll find that there at thelegendarium.com. You can also find the link to our Patreon where you can support us should you so choose. Uh, and the link to Discord, where you can join in the conversation with the friendliest bunch of uh, sci-fi fantasy nerds on the internet. It's a really delightful place. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And once again, thank you, Michael, for coming on. And uh, hopefully I will see you, you know, in a few months when, uh, when the press tour dies down and the holidays are over and we want to do a full deep dive on the wonder that is Nynaeve. I'm really looking forward to that episode with you. Awesome. Thanks for having me.